Dr. Terry Lyles, wow, I am completely inspired. The things that he shared are based not upon conjecture and not about guesswork. They're based upon research. They're based upon a lifetime of understanding what causes people to experience situations that might knock one person down where they can never recover and cause somebody else to simply get energized and say, no, 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 it's not stress. It's called competition. Terry's attitude and his practice are things that we can all learn so much from. Really interesting because he spends a great deal of his time in crisis situations. He was not only involved in the 9-11 recovery effort, but also the 2004 tsunami in Thailand. Some 200,000 people were killed. And during his work there, he observed what caused people to be able to continue onward and what caused others to stop. And he was able to learn from those things and share these very specific sides with us. One of the things that was really easy to remember is realizing that stress is a bit like a coin that has two sides, depending on how we look at it. It can either be something that knocks us down or it can be something that actually inspires us, what would be called good stress. Without stress, in fact, there are very little that we could any of us accomplish. The very cells that we have have got stress in the wall of the cells. Otherwise, we would have no structure and no stability at all. Terry shared with us that there's a way to look at it like the four wheels on a car, that there's a mental aspect, an emotional aspect, a spiritual aspect, and a physical aspect. And if one of those gets flattened, then the whole vehicle isn't going to run as well as it should. And so paying attention to all of those in a preventative measure can make such a difference. Are we taking care of ourselves mentally? Are we taking care of ourselves spiritually? Are we taking care of ourselves emotionally? And are we taking care of ourselves physically? He talks about oscillatory recovery. In other words, if we're in a constantly stressful situation and not allowing any moments for recovery time, the system will ultimately crash. And he speaks about how if race car drivers can make that break during a three-second pit stop, we can be learning how to do that in our typically more normal lives. He speaks about every two and a half hours in our workday, we need to have a two to five minute change that gets us into a recovery, sufficient recovery from whatever daily stress that we might be dealing with. If we're standing, sit down. If we're sitting, stand up. Go for a walk. Be sure that we're eating properly and not too heavily so that we have that alertness throughout the day, making sure that we spend our mental and emotional energy in productive ways. So much of the time, it's a decision that we make to look at a situation as a possible learning opportunity or to look at it as a roadblock that we can't possibly get by. I love what Terry said. He said, humans are wired for recovery, but we program ourselves for failure. That if a baby knows that every two and a half to three hours, it's going to produce something. Interestingly enough, that's a two to three hour cycle. And that's something that humans need to do rather than book ourselves constantly into next meeting, next call, everything else. Good self-talk, realizing that we can choose our attitude, not easily, not naturally necessarily, but definitely true. We can choose our attitude. Breathing properly. Breathing is the core not only of physical recovery from stressful situations, but also mental and emotional. Taking the time for some guided and proper breathing exercises. I noticed from observation and from my wife's teaching in yoga that it is so common for people to breathe entirely with their chest or their shoulders. But true breathing involves inhaling so that our abdomen actually extends like a bellows in an old-fashioned fireplace. And that when we exhale, we pull our stomach back toward our spine, making sure that the cleansing is actually happening and that the carbon dioxide leaves our lungs and the good oxygen is coming on in. Terry talked about there's two kinds of recovery aspects. One is the speed, and that's how quickly can we change from a negative state to a positive state. And the more rapidly people can do that mentally, the faster they're going to recover and be able to get back on their equilibrium. And then in addition, 
the quality of that recovery, doing right things that suit us, knowing what works for each individual and that self-awareness. For example, I read a very meaningful book not too long ago called Quiet by Susan Cain. Quiet is all about introverts. And it says one of the real difficulties that people that are naturally introverted have is trying to join their extroverted friends when they're in a recharge mode. Extroverts typically recharge with activity and being with other people. Introverts, they tend to recharge with solitude, reflective time. And if we know ourselves well, then we can make the proper adjustment and have that reflective time. And that's exactly what Terry was talking about. I didn't know much about Terry's family, but hearing him talk about his son and what they've coped with now for 33 years leaves me speechless. It's impossible to comprehend what that would feel like. And yet I know that we have many listeners that are dealing with similar challenges with a family member, perhaps their own personal health. What Terry said is that when something like that's going on, we have to realize we can't fix it as much as we want to. We can't change it. And so we need to learn to embrace and have a relationship with the reality of that situation. That is such a powerful thing. He talks about how there can be no real success without failure and learning to understand what that means and help it get where we need to be. The attitude of gratitude, the attitude of understanding. My purpose is what really counts. It's what really drives. And that's so key. You know, Terry made a point, uh, not the first to say it, but such a good point when you look at life. No one gets out alive. Uh, there's a 100% mortality rate. And so it's what we do between now and then. My friend and colleague, Mac Anderson, shares often the poem called The Dash. And that when we look at somebody's gravestone, it has their birth year and it has their death year. And in between the two, there's a dash. And the real key is what do we do with our dash? What do we do with our dash? I work with a lot of young people. And one of the things that I share with them is that everything in life ultimately is a choice except for two things. One is that we all do have to die one day. And second, we have to live with ourselves in the meantime. And the choices we make make a difference to that. Terry's information, his attitude, and his inspiration are so hugely important. So he summarized in such a brilliant way at the end. I asked him a very difficult question. What general subjects, what general topics could you share with listeners that are dealing with business, relationship, or personal stress? And he said there's really five steps. First of all, remind yourself of your why. Don't just focus on your how and your what, because that's so important. I heard a speaker at a conference some years ago say, love what you do, love what you do. And somebody in the audience says, well, what if I don't love what I do and I can't change it? I have to do it. I can't change it. The speaker very thoughtfully looked at him and said, then love why you do it. In other words, many times we do things we don't necessarily want to do, but we do it for the loved ones that are counting on us, the people that are depending on us, the friends who need us to set a good example, our colleagues, our coworkers. That's the why we do it. And if we focus too much on the what and instead of on the why, anybody's going to get caught up. He said, have some goals, have some specific things that can be done, have a plan to do that. And then remember that things involve people. Spencer Hayes taught us so many years ago that we all become like the people we associate with. Are we spending time with people that bring out the best in us or are we spending time with people that maybe don't? And if we spend time with people that bring out the best in us, then we're going to become better. And then finally, can't quit. Just keep on. Just keep on because that's such an important thing. Terry Lyles inspired me today. I hope that you'll pay attention to things that he has to say as well and apply them in our own lives. Take a look at his website. So many inspirations in this world. And today we had the opportunity to learn from Dr. Terry Lyles. Everyone else, we've got a challenge in front of us. 
and that is to deal with the things that we're facing that could be potential stressors and flip that coin, make the decision that we're going to have that good stress in a way that we can compete, do great, and be the best selves that we can be. So this is Dan Moore and the Action Catalyst. Look forward to next time. Thanks. Thanks.